0: Hi, everybody. This is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. I'd like to go over a few things that I heard today in a memorial service and how, uh, how to correlate that with the truth. You can't do it. These three lies are that you go to heaven when you die, that you have an immortal soul, and that there is a place called hell where people go to have eternal conscious torment. Did you know that not one word like that is anywhere in the Bible? Stunning, isn't it? Heaven, when we die, is not in the Bible. Instead, in John 3:13, we read this, No one has ever gone to heaven and returned. But the Son of Man has come down from heaven. Now, what do you make of that? This is Jesus. Are you going to argue with him? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned. Hmm. Well, wait, maybe it's in the returned part that, they go to heaven, yes, but then they can't come back. Well, what about all the near-death experiences then? And they come back from heaven to tell about it. No, 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 no. God isn't designing a heaven where people go to live like people think. He went out there to prepare a place for us, yes, Absolutely. What's he building out there? Well, he's building worlds to put life on it. And those worlds will become available to us eventually in God's timing. This is not the time. You know, if if there was a, a resurrection coming where we stand up again, that's what the word resurrection means, then why would we need that if we were already in heaven? If we die and go immediately to our reward in heaven, there's no need for any resurrection here on earth or anywhere. We're already there. But Jesus said, no one has ever gone to heaven. Well, then, what about the immortal soul idea? Is that real? Do we have an immortal soul? Hmm. If you would, flip on over um, to 1 Timothy 6, verse 16, which says this, He alone, and wait, let me back up to 15, For just as at the right time Christ will be revealed from heaven by the blessed and only almighty God, the King of all kings and Lord of all lords. So Jesus is coming again as King of kings and Lord of lords. He alone can never die. And he lives in bright light so brilliant that no human can approach him no human eye has ever seen him nor will or nor ever will all honor and power to him forever in the king james it says that only god has immortality well you mean we don't have an immortal soul that lives on well, let's check out some other scriptures. Maybe there's there's more. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 15, the resurrection chapter. This was written uh, about a hundred years, I think, after the death of Jesus. Not sure. But let's see, 1 Corinthians 15, and let's go all the way down to 50. How about verse 45? The scriptures tell us, the first man, Adam, became a living person. But the last man, Adam, that is Christ, is a life-giving spirit. What comes first is the natural body, and then... The spiritual body comes later. Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth, while Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Earthly people are like earthly man, the earthly man, and heavenly people are like the heavenly man. Just as we are now like the earthly man, we will someday be like the heavenly man verse 50 what i am saying dear brothers and sisters is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of god these dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever that makes good sense to me verse 51 Cor or first uh, corinthians 15 But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, when when the last trumpet is blown, the resurrection. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we, who are living, will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. So, maybe the soul is immortal and our bodies are not. But someday they will be. See, that's what they tell us. But is that a lie? I would say, yes, it is a lie. It's not true. We don't have anything immortal in us right now, nothing, except one thing, and that's the Holy Spirit of God. When a person dies, he dies all over the Holy Spirit is no longer acting consciously with that individual. He's asleep. He's not awake. He's dead. He's not here. He's simply not here. He has to be raised from the dead at the last trump. And then he will be given immortality. So the immortal soul idea is not found anywhere in the Bible. It's extra biblical, as is this idea of going to heaven when a person dies. Okay, then what about eternal conscious torment? Well, let's just go right to the quick of this matter, shall we? Let's go to Revelation chapter 20 and... Uh, Verse 10. Then the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Wow. Now, how do I handle that mouthful? That's a big one. You've got the devil, the beast, and the false prophet who will be tormented day and night forever. It says so in black and white very clearly. And this is John writing down what the angel revealed to him. Because in verse uh, 1, he says, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit. He sees the dragon that old serpent, the devil, Satan, and bound him in chains for a thousand years. So this angel came and defeated Satan, overcame him, and wound him up in a big chain and it dropped him in this deep pit, apparently. The devil, the false prophet, and the beast are all cast into this lake of fire. But there's no talk at all about human beings there. This isn't saying that the beast is a real animal. It's not saying that the, the false prophet is one single individual. In my opinion, what this means The beast is Islam because it's what rose up out of the pit of history and came up and came back to life again. You can find scriptures that that actually support that. So let's say it's true. The beast is Islam. What about the false prophet? Who is that? Well, in my opinion, it's world religion. It's world religion because all of them are guilty of one thing, idolatry, idolatry. And we can make an idol out of Jesus if we want to. But he is the true God. It's okay to worship the one and only true God so long as we don't make a doll or a toy, uh, um, a statue, let's say, of Jesus and bow down and worship that. That's not what God is saying. He doesn't want that kind of worship, period. So if the beast is Islam, that's an ideology. That's not people. That's an ideology that gets stuck in a person's thought processes. They were probably born with it. They were born into it by their parents. They were brought up that way. If you are a Christian, chances are you grew up in a Christian world, like the United States, for example. And that's true. That is true. More than likely, that's what happened. But today, the Christian church is growing by leaps and bounds in certain areas like South Korea and China, believe it or not. China has more Christians in it than the United States, but they're hidden. They're underground, they Work they're working in uh, incognito because if they found out if the authorities found out that you were a christian and you were living there you would be arrested and punished you'd be in jail and the same goes for india india's like that too india is about a third the size of the united states it's a little bit bigger than saudi arabia yemen and oman And uh, a little bit bigger than Iran, Afghanistan, and Iraq combined. A little bit bigger than lots of places. But it has 2.3 billion people in it. They must be crawling all over, as I said last week. But then what about the devil? Isn't that an individual? Yes. Yes. I would say, absolutely, he is a fallen angel. One of the big three, Gabriel, Michael, and Lucifer. Lucifer changed because of his own sin. He sinned because he was so pretty and beautiful. He thought a lot about himself and how gloriously beautiful God had made him. Well... It went to his head and he became evil. He became the evil one. What's going to happen to him? We're going to find out what's going to happen to the beast and the false prophet. They're going away permanently. Permanently. Islam, the ideology, is going away. It is a dying religion even though... They say it's the fastest-growing religion in the world. Well, naturally. You know why? Because it justifies evil behavior. And it says it's okay. It's okay to kill your wife if you don't like her. You want to be a part of something like that? If so, shame on you. Shame on you. Well... Let's find out what's going to happen to the devil real briefly. We'll go all the way back to Ezekiel chapter 28. And we'll read starting in verse 11. This then is the further message that came to me from the Lord. Further from what? Well, the first part of the message started in verse 1. Then this message came to me from the Lord, Son of Man, give the prince of Tyre this message from the sovereign Lord. You will die like an outcast at the hands of foreigners. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. That's the bottom line found in verse 10. But. 11 says, Then this further message came to me from the Lord, Son of Man. Sing this funeral song to the king of Tyre, not the prince. Give him this message from the sovereign Lord. You were the model of perfection. You were full of wisdom and exquisite in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Your clothing was adorned with every precious stone, and then it gives a list, all beautifully crafted for you and set in the finest gold. Then you were given, or they were given to you on the day you were created. I ordained and anointed you as the mighty angelic guardian, and you've heard me say this before if you've listened to this podcast, but... um, We've got to know some things about this in order to solve this riddle. You had access to the holy mountain of God. You were blameless in all you did from the day you were created until evil was found in you. Verse 16b, So I banished you in disgrace from the mountain of God. I expelled you, O mighty guardian, from your place among the stones of fire. Your heart was filled with pride because of all your beauty, and your wisdom was corrupted by your love of splendor. So I threw you to the ground and exposed you to the curious gaze of kings. You defiled your sanctuaries with your many sins and your dishonest trade. So I brought fire from or out from within you, and it consumed you. I reduced you to ashes on the ground in the sight of all who were watching. All who knew you are appalled at your fate. You have come to a terrible end and you will exist no more. Now, does that sound like he had an immortal soul? You know, he's lived for thousands of years. And then now, or well, in the future... He will exist no more. He will die. So we know that Islam is going to die because there can only be one religion or religion form of worship and that's the only one that's going to be tolerated by Jesus and that's the worship of God alone. And I'm not talking about just any old God off the shelf I'm talking about the one and only true God, Jehovah, YHVH, Jesus. Now back to the 20th chapter of Revelation. Remember what we just read. Then the devil, who had deceived them, was thrown into the lake of fire, the fiery lake of burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet, There they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. What kind of torment are we talking about? If they're all three dead, how can they be tormented day and night forever and ever? Flip on back to Jeremiah 23, verse 40 for a second. Let's see, Isaiah, Ezekiel, or um, Jeremiah. It's in the middle of the book, roughly. Chapter twenty-three. There are other forms of torture and torment. It can also mean ridicule. It can mean an embarrassment. It can mean a reputation that never gets lived down. And we all need to be careful of our reputation. But uh, we need to also be aware of imaginary dreams and ideas like um, I went to hell and I've come back to tell about it. That's an imaginary dream that are flagrant lies that lead my people to sin. Now that's in verse uh, 32, chapter 23 of Jeremiah. I did not send or appoint them. They have no message at all for my people. I, the Lord, have spoken. And I don't care if it's done by a sweet, beautiful little boy. It says he went and saw his grandpa or whatever. No, 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 no. It doesn't add up. Look at verse 40. And I will make you an object of ridicule, and your name will be infamous throughout the ages. This is what I believe he's trying to tell us. We have arrived at the Bible through many different translations into Um, Greek or from the Greek into the Latin the Latin Vulgate and down through the ages through King James and other people we have arrived at the Bible the way it is to us today and if we're not careful how we read it we'll read it read into something taught by the Catholic Church which has no business being in the Bible Because it's not in there. We take in extra doctrines and pretend like we found it in the Bible. But you can't find chapter and verse verifying that we go to heaven when we die, that we have an immortal soul, or there's such a thing as eternal conscious torment. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What about... Luke 16, 19 through 31, the very famous uh, parable of Lazarus and the rich man. Isn't that the proof text that most Christian pastors use? Well, yes, it most certainly is. And they say this is not a parable, it has names in it. And I can't, for the life of me, figure out why that would make a difference. It's a parable. It's the last of five parables Jesus taught in a row. Luke is the only one who recorded it. And it's a beautiful parable. It goes something like this. There was a certain rich man who was splendidly clothed in purple and fine linen and who lived in luxury every day. At his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus who was covered with sores. As Lazarus lay there longing for scraps from the rich man's table, the dogs would come and lick his open sores. Finally, the poor man died and was carried by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried, and his soul went to the place of the dead. Hmm, okay, well, that's interesting. There in torment, he saw Abraham in the far distance with Lazarus at his side. The rich man shouted, Father Abraham, have some pity. Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in these flames. But Abraham said to him, Son, remember that during your lifetime you had everything you wanted and Lazarus had nothing. So now he is here being comforted and you are in anguish. And besides, there is a great chasm separating us. No one can cross over to you from here and no one can cross over to us from there. Then the rich man said, Please, Father Abraham, at least send him to my father's home for I have five brothers and I want him to warn them so they don't end up in this place of torment. But Abraham said, Moses and the prophets have warned them. Your brothers can read what they wrote. The rich man replied, No, Father Abraham, but if someone is sent to them from the dead, then they will repent of their sins and turn to God. But Abraham said, If they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they won't listen even if someone rises from the dead. Unquote. This is the cherished proof text that there is eternal conscious torment. And yet, there's no mention of duration in the whole thing. So, how do they get that out of there? Well, um, hmm, what about his soul went to uh, be, or went to the place of the dead? Yeah, well, he was in the grave. That's where the dead go. They go to the grave. His life went there. The word "soul" should be rendered "life." It's your personhood. It's you. It's your self. That's your "quote unquote" soul. But it's not immortal. There's nothing in Scripture that says it is. I'm sorry if that offends you, but that's the truth. And somebody said, well, that's the truth as you see it. And, of course, I mean, it's not the truth as someone else sees it. It's the truth as I see it. And you don't have to accept that. You're not obligated to me in any way, shape, or form. But to me, truly, this is a parable like all the other parables. It starts out the exact same way. There was a certain rich man in the very first verse of chapter 16, he said, Jesus, or it says, Jesus told this story to his disciples. There was a certain rich man. That's the parable preceding the one we just read. Or actually, I think there's another one in between. But you get the point. This is the way Jesus spoke. It's the way he taught. Consider this idea. If eternal conscious torment were the actual penalty for sin, then why wouldn't Jesus, since all sin was dumped on his shoulders, and that's why he went to the cross, why isn't he in hell burning forever? Ever think of that? Most people don't think that far. Or so it would seem. I'm hoping that you'll consider the idea that there is no eternal conscious torment, because you can't find it in the Bible. It's really hard to justify if it's not in the Bible. Show me chapter and verse. If you disagree with this, by all means, I hope that you correspond with me. You can email me at jesusisy at gmail.com. That's Jesus is y, W-H-Y, at gmail.com. You can also go to my website, JesusIsWhy, or I Tell Why. That's the letter I, the word tell, T-E-L-L, and Y W H Y. You can read all my books for free. There's no advertisements on that website. There's lots of videos for you to watch that build faith and truth. We all need that. We need the truth. We need to know what's coming. And I have a lot more to say about that. What's coming in the Middle East is big, really big, because it's going to affect every human being on the planet. I can tell you a little bit about what's going to happen to the United States We're going to have our food prices possibly double by this time next year. By 2020, we will see food prices dramatically go up. That's why I tell people everywhere, start gardening now. Anyway, I can see by the clock I've got to go. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.